Hi, we're back on the pod. We haven't been here in a minute. Uh, today in the recording studio, I have Isabel Etherly Legate. We'll just get into it. Um, do you have anything to say? No. The D Word dives deep into dance through dirty dialogue with guests from all across the art world. Hey, I'm your host Renata, and welcome to the D Word. So the first question I have is, looking back at Isabel before the pandemic, what did she want for her future? Um, so right before the pandemic, I feel like I had just made this kind of big decision in my life to, um, I, I was trained as, or like not trained, but I went to undergraduate for fine art um, and I was doing a lot of sculpture and I made this kind of pivot around late 2019 um, towards movement just because I was finding myself dancing all the time. It kind of made sense. Um, yeah, end of 2019. And then in 2020, early 2020, pre-pandemic, I had applied to um, study dance in Amsterdam at the Center for New Dance Development. And the week before everything, I was supposed to fly out um, the week that everything Got shut, got shut down. I was supposed to fly out an audition. And so it was kind of like, and I had really prepared for it. Like I was like oh. training every day. I was like, wait, what was the audition like? And like, did they pay for you to go audition or? So I got accepted to the audition, which is difficult. Um, and so, but they didn't pay for me to go. But I was like, this is a really crazy school. I really want to study there. Um, what was the application like um I guess it was a pretty standard application you kind of have to talk about like what you're interested in dance making it wasn't like nearly as intensive as somewhere like Cooper but um I think the audition is like a big I mean it's a huge deciding factor for that school Um, obviously also for like movement yeah 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 Yeah. and I was like I had this piece I was gonna do and I was like just really excited what was the piece um the piece so I we still did the auditions virtually and I still did the piece as a video but it was called poison girl oh and it was where like I was going to go into the audition with a bottle of Dior poison girl perfume and just douse myself until like you know, until I wanted to throw up or something. <laughs> wow. Can you also give me a date of like when you graduated Cooper? Because you said you turned to movement in 2019. And also like the Dior perfume, how it's related to your like persona from Cooper. Um, Just for... Okay, yeah, yeah. So I, I graduated in 2015. Um, oh, damn, girl. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm... I'm yeah, yeah, I got, yeah. I'm late to the... To the dance thing. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no, no. Sorry. I graduated 2016. Yeah. That's totally normal. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I graduated 2015. And then, I mean, I just, like, found myself going to clubs a lot and dancing and just dancing and finding a lot of pleasure in it. Um, like, and then in late 2019, it was also, like, after my mom had passed away. And I think that I was at this turning point where I was, like, okay, like now that I don't need to be in Austin anymore because she's not there, 
like I can go do anything I want. And I, wow. I guess it was that moment of like, oh, what do I actually want to do? I actually want to go study dance. Wow. Um, yeah. That's so pretty. <laughs> no, I remember the exact moment. I was like sitting on the balcony in Mexico oh, and I like, wow. I cast the I Ching okay. asking about like, should I do this? And it was like the most solid, clear yes. Wow. And what I just, number was it? I, I don't remember that. Or what was the type? Do you remember like no. the type? No. Was this in Valle de Bravo? Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I like, I just remember sitting on the balcony and crying and I was like, okay, like I'm going to do it. Wow. <laughs> Which is like, it's very, it was very dramatic. That's so liberating. Um, no. Hello. Yeah. The dramatics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I guess like the, the poison girl thing does come from, I mean, my practice, like I've always been interested in like kind of acts of becoming um usually like in relation to like performing femininity okay. um I in relation that. to like desire you know the perfume is something that like you put it on to become desirable to become like transformed and like yeah like this idea of like um transformation and i think what i liked with the the dance piece or the performance poison girl is that when you put on the perfume you become desirable, but then it becomes excessive to the point where it's actually like grotesque and like everyone's getting sick. And it's like this kind of um, pushing something beyond its like desirable potential mm -hmm. into this other realm. Yeah. And so, and I, yeah, I think that like my sculptures are into, are engaged with those kinds of ideas. Um, the videos I was doing too, um, But yeah, I still, we still did the audition virtually, virtually um, which was really interesting. Um, you sent off a video and then mm -hmm. you had an interview with them or something on Zoom? Yeah, we did like a self-interview video and then we, I sent off a video and then we were put into groups of like five or six people and we had to make like collaborative oh my work God. together and this was also like early pandemic so no one had really figured out what was what, fucking it, what was fucking happening no <laughs> and also like awful. how to use these tools yeah. so it was like quite and then also everyone is like alone in their house probably having a panic attack yeah something. how did <laughs> But, you even feel about that collab um i felt i guess you're at audition well The thing is, like, I didn't get in and but the but the work that I made for it was really good. And yeah. so it was something where it's like. I think it I, it hit me kind of hard, but then at the same time, it's like, do I really want to go back to an undergraduate program? Mm, it was an undergrad. Yes, it was, you were going to do been the another whole undergrad. Thing. Yeah. So then so in, oh, in retrospect, no. I'm like, yeah, it's no, like, don't. Yeah. And I, also the pandemic. Yeah, and I would have been like virtual dance school. Oh hell! So no. so exactly. So there's like virtual dance. School. It actually is for the better, but I it was a really. It yeah. was like a. Yeah, it was for the better that it didn't work out. Um, wow! Yeah, no, but, thank God, another undergrad. That's yeah. People yeah. do it. I know, but like, <laughs> you know, life's so short. Um. That kind of reminded me of something that's a bit random, but I think worthy enough to bring up, like, in response to what you were saying about, like, the growing 
doing something excessively until it's like pretty grotesque. Um, in the indigenous communities of, I believe, like Oklahoma and the Dakotas, when they're in, uh, when the Native American church is in a peyote ceremony and a woman is on her moon, she's not able to eat medicine or be in the ceremony because it makes the men sick. Isn't that insane? How does it make them sick? Energy. Like the astral energy of a woman's lunar, right? And it's like, no, no pun intended, like lunatic. Whoa. You know? And um, yeah, I find that so interesting. It's like, fuck, we're so strong. We can like make them vomit. (laughs) Wait, you have to send me info on this. Oh, yeah, you could uh, CC Alejandro via Duran. Okay, okay, okay. In Oklahoma, they do peyote? I'm not going to say yes or no, but I know the chief that I know, he's from Oklahoma. But I think he lives in Minnesota. I was born in Oklahoma. Oh, my God. Shout out. (laughs) What is the acronym? Okay. 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 Pre-pandemic. Yeah, I thought I was going to go audition to this thing. And I don't know, like, like it, it was this moment where, like, because I was home in Austin and, like, with my mom, I had been honestly kind of isolated in some sense. Not not really. Like, I definitely have a community there and, like, my family and... Um, but you were, like, insular in your was, world. Yeah, it felt kind of insular. And I was, like, at this point where I was, like, okay, it's my time to, like, like bloom. Like, I'm going to go to, like, the big city now and, like, start working on projects with more people and, like... The city. No, I oh. actually didn't want to come back to New York. So, okay. A city. Like, okay. I made a list. I was, like, oh, I could go to Mexico City. I could go to L.A. Like, maybe Amsterdam, maybe Berlin. Yeah, so I just feel like I felt like I was on the verge of, like like starting to make a lot of things happen Happen. after having a time of being kind of dormant and internal. And then it was like, psych, like you got to do another year year of internal. Um, And you stayed in Austin. And I stayed in Austin. You were expecting to be in Amsterdam. Uh, I was expecting to be in a place where I could start to, um, grow more in like a dance direction in a different way okay i love that you use the word dance i love it because because yeah because that's what you were looking for yeah but and it's also like that school there it's called the school for new dance development but the performances that i saw there were like were super what what you were gonna do they're like performance they were movement there it wasn't um what was like the curriculum like actually i don't remember I wonder if it was like, you know, como super dancey. Today, like today, Isabel, what would she tell that? It's funny because I, I feel like, yeah, I would. I would just say like. Patience and like enjoy everything that you have right now. Um, Were you making any work in the pandemic? Um. Yeah, I was, I mean, I was like painting and drawing and doing some improv stuff, um, which improv, I think is just more of like a, like meditative practice or something. I was, but I don't feel like, I guess I I started, I taught this workshop, Exploding Joints, which, which felt like 
it felt like a part of my practice in the sense that it was like research research yeah and trying to like like actually um what is the right word here like embody the actual kind of ideas that I was interested in by through teaching or something like through like so that felt like something but I mean yeah um speaking of exploding joints in your workshops how was your past workshop on Saturday oh it was really empty (laughs) but talk about like the pedagogy and like what you were interested in exploring with students yeah um it was it was it was a cute class. It was like four people and myself. That's so um, nice. It was nice, yeah. And it was all it was mostly people that I didn't know. Oh, there was only wow. one person I knew, so that was also cool. Like and yeah, because then you don't have like any forms of relationships that you can like. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, um, but the idea and actually it does tie back to the whole like the poison girl thing too, because the idea was like the dressing room. So kind of thinking of like, um, like what it what is the act of getting dressed and like what do what do objects of like transformation like clothing like hold in them in terms of like accessing different potentials of like or different fantasies of who you could be um and the class was really like you know we did some warming up we had a really short reading and like talked about it and did some writing and then I think the most exciting part was that we made a composition which was with our the objects that we brought and that was so fun because it was just improvising this composition with these objects like we were literally making a piece together and so it was great for like five people to do so you basically you were like helping and guiding them create like a choreographic score using their and like what what was like the most favorite object that someone brought that you found um, like interesting well everyone brought several objects but um belongings yeah i mean i brought i brought <laughs> wait 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 okay. can i guess did you bring any furry balls <laughs> or crystal circular balls or Anything silver plus boots? No, none. Wow. I brought I brought three pairs of red vinyl gloves. Oh so my god! So each I of us each that. of us had one red glove, That's and we were so like, cute. and actually, um, Charlene was like leading. She she chose she took that object and like we followed her, oh. and it was really beautiful because we were all flocking her with wow. the one glove and like doing these very. Flocking, like mirroring. Okay. Um, with this one glove. Ooh. And, and, and her style is really great too because it's quite like. She's very glovey. And the, <laughs> yeah. It's quite like. There's like a theatrical element to it. Like she's really like telling a story, like um, with it. And it was fun to all follow her and this just one oh. glove. Um, wow. That was fun. Yeah. I love workshops like that. I feel like. I'm always surprised by how much I expand and, like, learn. Except for when we have to, like, touch each other. I fucking hate that shit. <laughs> Low-key. I'm, like, not good with contact. Contact and prof. Yeah. yeah. But I also didn't grow up 
doing, doing it, it at all. It's definitely like, yeah. It gets a little like goopy where you're just like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. I know. And I feel like also, I just feel like low key, like eye contact can be really intense in like a dance studio. You know how like every teacher is like, look at your partner. Look at them in the eye. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, bro, I feel like I could like see their soul right now. Yeah. Like, So Isabel had a very eventful May. She had three performances, somewhat back to back. Can you tell us a, a little bit about each? Yeah. Um, so, okay. <laughs> yeah, there were three. I had three performances in May. It was kind of wild because I hadn't. I actually had not performed in New York before mm. ever. Mm. So it was, I think I, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Okay. <laughs> Naturally. But um, the first one was I was doing a residency at Oceanfront Studios and it was kind of like um, a presentation of my research or like what I'd been working on. And I, for that piece, I, I made a piece um that was like really based in a very long monologue um yeah there was like a sheer curtain and it's it was at Oceanfront Studios which is this really small space um in Bushwick that feels like a womb like it has like this padded floor and a it's, womb yeah like it, you just feel like really held in there mm, I can um, see that it's like a sock. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it's a like womb, a, a sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so there was like a sheer curtain and then the narrator um, was behind the curtain. And they were also kind of interacting with the three performers in the front. So there were moments where there would be kind of like it, their, their movement was choreographed, even though they were just narrating. Um, and then I was working with two dancers um and then myself and I have really mixed feelings about how it went but I think it's something where like I needed to just try and do it yeah um like throw yourself into the yeah room. just just kind of like throw a bunch of things in there and see what worked and what didn't work well at the end of the day it was a residency yeah it yeah. was a residency yeah exactly and it's funny because Monica is always says that she's like, this is not your opus. Like, this is a residency and it's a really fast one. And I feel like, of course, I go into it I'm like, yes, I'm going to do this piece and there's a monologue and I'm doing the score. And then when it got to the actual like movement research part, I feel like I was a little like, oh, <laughs> right. It was yeah. thought out. I think sometimes when there's like a expected performance at the end of the residency, we kind of forget that we're supposed to just be workshopping. Yeah. Yeah. Playing. Yeah. Playing. I, yeah. That's what it, I think that's what it was. Like I lost Touch. a sense of play. And, and I think I got a little I got kind of self-conscious too. you know, like I wanted to create something really good. And so that actually distracted from like the messiness. It was your first show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I'm so glad that after that. You know, a week after I had another performance and it was just kind of like um, I couldn't really ruminate. I couldn't like sit and think like, oh, like I wish I'd done this differently because it was just next next. And so um, then so then the next one was really great. It was with my friend Johnny Negron, who's a painter, amazing painter based in L.A. Um, we're friends from Austin and he just 
messaged me he really wanted to do something on May 21st um like an improvisational piano piece and so he asked if I wanted to to improv with him and just kind of do a performance um and it was really nice he got a baby grand piano in the space in Soho how did he get that he rented it how did they manage to they fold the legs yeah they like fold it and bring it up because that's sideways sideways yeah so beautiful Mm -hmm. of course he would pick white Mm -hmm. it was really nice um and that one was totally different because it was all improvisational like I had a little score that I made at the beginning that was like the sound of a clock and then that kind of melted into his uh piano improv and it that one was fun too because we did it three times within mm. maybe four hours right and so, so it was really like, like transcend yeah and it like the first time you know I'm a little nervous and then after you do it a second time you're like okay and then the third time was great because it was like okay I'm warmed up now yeah and maybe that's the secret to performing just like to have it at least three times yeah. like do two preludes yeah. and then do it because yeah. <laughs> It really does, like, because it's, um, yeah, my body just felt warm, and I felt like I had also, like, explored these different things, um, yeah. and I was, like, able to take more risks, too, because I wasn't, it was the third time. And, yeah. Um, no, I'm, like, saying that because um, I feel like your experience at Ocean, I think also, like, working in a room can be a bit detrimental sometimes. Um, cause I feel like for my piece in, in Basel, it was also the same thing where I was just like, what did I just do? <laughs> um, that's totally why I was like, what just happened? <laughs> literally. I'm like, wait, I should not be a performer. <laughs> like, literally, what you like question your entire <laughs> dignity. But I was just I, like, why do I do this to myself? Dude, seriously, like it's so I, vulnerable. It's so vulnerable. When I look back at like the videos and also just like the photos, I remember it was like Thanksgiving and I went to dinner with my father. And in the photos, I just look so haggard and just stressed because I'm like, I can't eat turkey right now. I need to be rehearsing. The fuck? And I think that's la clave. Like, do it three times. Mm -hmm. Do two preludes. Because... Because also, I did a third performance that month. And the third one... Was the best. Was the best. Oh my god, I can't wait to get to that one. Um, Yeah, because I think if not, it it can be very depressing to just Mm -hmm. like have so much built-up work. It's like blue balls as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's totally it. Or like like an abortion, yeah. (laughs) Or maybe not. That's dark. <laughs> no, I feel like it's like you get um, there's it, it's almost like there's not enough performances or something like like it should be more casual. Like, you know, like it should be like there should be more happenings. There Hello? should be more happenings because that's like space to like workshop stuff. It's like you're not if you're in your studio painting, you're making a ton of paintings. Usually you're like trying stuff out. You're doing this. You're doing this. You're seeing how it hits like. But with performance, I guess it's like, you know, not as many resources, not as many opportunities. Like it becomes a spectacle rather than just a fucking occurrence on the street. You got the mic. Yeah. (laughs) And so I think that's also 
part of the stress that I felt around it was that I was like, oh, this is my chance to do my thing. But the reality is like when you're doing performance, it's it's like a muscle or like always needing to kind of be activated. Activated, and, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, and then the, what was your third? <laughs> Wait, yeah. Yeah, so um, after the one with Johnny, the next week um, was the third performance that I did that was called Screamer's Vision Hand Shoe Pumps, um, which was really fun because I was working... Oh, your smile. ...with um, an amazing group of dancer performers. Ren was one of them. Um, and then my friend Jeremy. Um, and we had, like, one rehearsal, and then we just did it. Um, but it was for... It was at the Alyssa Davis Gala, Um and the the concept of the piece was super simple. It was just like, okay, we have a motorcycle rider and we have, uh, what was like seven, eight dancers. Each rev is a movement. And then one by one. Each rev of the Each Ducati. rev of the Ducati, yeah. The Ducati. <laughs> the Ducati. Shout out to Superstar Admin. <laughs> um, yeah, and then one by one each person would go into kind of the center of the space take off their shoes put the shoes on their hands um so it was this like i mean it was actually it was quite it was so cool it was fun it was so cool i feel like i'm so happy with the registry that we got all of the documentation and the video stuff that everybody got was so powerful Mm -hmm. i also just had so much fun with that performance i felt so light on my toes and at the same time like so fucking strong especially I think working with a group of women and Mm -hmm. having a Ducati right Mm -hmm. next to us Mm -hmm. so the gala was pretty hectic it was like pretty there was a bunch of people um in this very huge space 99 Scott 99 Scott and um there was like a couple performances that were happening at the same time outside in this like pavement concrete area and then inside there was like all of these different artists that were performing um, and so I remember like the girls, we were all kind of just like dressed to the nines. Mm-hmm. Everyone was dressed up. Everybody was dressed up and we were kind of like roaming the entire gala until about one thirty in the morning when the Ducati revved. Mm-hmm. And that was your cue to to get to the fucking corner. <laughs> <laughs> that was your cue. And so I remember that like at that moment... I had to go help someone get into the gala in the front door. We're walking away and then like you called me at like 1.20 and you're like, where are you? Like, we're starting. And I'm like, what? Oh my God. And I literally like take my fucking suit off and I'm like, oh my God, I'm performing. I, I have to go. I'll be back. Gotta go. Gotta go. And I, I, I scurry over and it was just like the best way to walk into a performance I was oh it was oh, so beautiful I loved it yeah we definitely like activated the entire space for sure it felt strong it felt like when they asked me to do it I was actually it was an idea that I had at Oceanfront okay. while I was workshopping stuff there I was like oh it would be sick to match up these sounds with these kind of movements Mm. um 
but it was so perfect for that space because everyone was partying and they had such an amazing group of performers like a lineup but yeah there's so much noise yeah that it was hard to f- to focus right. um so it was great like having jeremy because the motorcycle really just commanded it, attention oh my god it's silence and it was like yeah. and uh, what was also great is everyone was just wearing the clothes that they wore to the gala so so i think um the people in the audience were like a bit like they were confused like oh Perfect. are these pe- these people aren't wearing costumes what are they gonna do yeah um wait the security guard in the yeah. beginning he was my favorite bro he was like circling with a flashlight also where does the title come from um i just made it up but uh, obviously hand shoe pumps is like the shoe the hands going into the shoes into okay. the pumps into the pumps, um, into the pumps. <laughs> but um yeah i don't i mean like i i write a lot of i like words and I also like, like, it does relate to movement, too, I think. Like, of course, like, thinking about language and movement and kind of, like, language and poetry as being a way of, like, abstracting things. Mm-hmm. And also thinking about movement in a similar way where, like, when you're improving, like, when you're wearing the shoes incorrectly or in, like, a society a like an unacceptable in a different way like yeah. well, how does that change your relationship to this object mm-hmm. um and so i don't know sometimes when i come up with titles it's just like mashing up words together and seeing like oh that sounds good <laughs> it sounds weird <laughs> that sounds weird i saw a meme once that was like what contemporary fine art is and it's like when you just put a bunch of materials together until they look good yeah (laughs) (laughs) literally but there's also something intuitive there because I think of it like I just thought oh I want to call it screamers vision and then when I think about I'm like okay there's this motorcyclist and there's this very like surreal sequence that happens with the dancers like there is this idea of like this vision of something that is happening and like like it's all there. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. like a lot of intuitive yeah. decisions, like they're they make sense, but um, they're not to be questioned. Yeah, not to be questioned. What did you take back from it? I guess like generally, specifically, and like how would you apply it for the future? Mm-hmm. Um, I learned a lot. I'm also like something I took out of it is that I'm like off of Instagram for a month, but I and I think that like part of it is that like I just spent this. I don't know, like, it was just, it felt like this time of, like, extreme self-promotion and, like, I'm doing all these things. Um, and it kind of leans leads back to what I was saying about, like, realizing that, like, what is, a, like, can be most effective is not the spectacle. And that, and I think that's what I'm trying to get back into now is, like, more kind of, um, I don't know, just kind of, like, making it more of a, like, a daily practice or something instead of like trying to build something up mm-hmm, more into. of a spin- yeah anti anti i'm yeah. feeling very anti anti choreo anti theater house anti performance yeah and simplifying too because i think that piece at ocean i was like oh like it has all these moving parts and i wanted to make like a piece of theater kind of Dude, totally. and then it's like sometimes the most sim- like the simplest idea is the best the best the and best. it's also like it's like it's easy like you're not stressing out about all these no, moving parts like more. you just like put yeah. a couple of things together yeah um makes me like think of a couple things makes me think of our 
legendary Mr. Elise himself when he gathers like 500 Chileans to move a mountain. Chasing tornadoes. That is also a very beautiful piece. I mean, he's like, he's whatever. We don't have to talk about him on the pod. <laughs> um, I've seen him so many times in Mexico. Really? Yeah. And I, I've always like try to invite him over for lunch. Yeah. But I haven't had. Have you talked to him? I haven't had the opportunity <laughs> to actually talk to him, but I see him on the bike and I'm always so tempted to just That's scream. <laughs> no, but I think about also like screen a stage, for instance. Oh my God. Like the amount of technical details and the meticulous material allocation and inventory and all of that stuff. It's like, you know, obviously on one hand, when you're supported by a gallery and you have the economy to be mm -hmm. doing that like that feels so beautiful but at the same time like and I think this is what I'm interested in and I'm exploring I think I've always been very como like intervention based a situation and just like activating a constructed situation and I think in comparison to screen a stage like just doing these like anti pieces like these anti interventions where it's just a happening mm -hmm. like you said like putting the the hands into the into the pumps mm -hmm. or the perfume like these little acts that are just so nuanced and that when you abstract them you can apply them to so many different vortexes and it can be so many different things and I think ultimately like that's like the beauty of choreography, right? Like you could just choreograph whatever mm -hmm. you want. Yeah, I think it's like this idea of treating it more as like sketching in a notebook, mm, which yeah. for me is really natural sketching or yeah. like writing little things down, but yeah. kind of like getting into movement stuff later like I'm, I'm figuring out like oh like actually i should be doing sketches of movement like mm. instead of letting it all build yeah you yeah, know yeah. um and like um no wait i was just about to say something i remember thank god i was gonna say that like it's funny because you and i both have moon and sagittarius i feel very um detached for me like performing once I'm done performing that persona or that person it's dead like it's done yeah, yeah. and I think it same thing with my videos like I like this like feeling of being watched when I'm improvising which I, which is why I record it and then instantaneously archiving it on the internet mm -hmm. and for obviously like an audience to be activated like I love that like doing it throwing it away doing mm -hmm. it and throwing it away and i think Not i think so precious with it yeah like the spectacle thing that you're talking about yeah. um and i th and going into the anti thing and maybe is related to you and your practice and what you're interested in right now and i think what i'm saying is i'm bringing it back to uh you know the pop astrology <laughs> but i'm saying like it's because you and i are sad, probably moon, moon and sad. Sag. yeah totally. this like this like quest, uh, this like rapid quest for just like more knowledge or more yeah kind of, like um, like there's no right or wrong. There's yeah. no spectacle. Like what is the spectacle is also like not a spectacle. Yeah. Like yeah. And so I guess yeah, considering everything in May, like what what are you envisioning for the future? And like yeah, I think I'm still kind of figuring out what that is gonna look like. 
with the I, I don't know like I feel like I'm still coming off of this like okay I just performed a bunch is that really what I want to do mm-hmm. and it's kind of figuring out like there's more you feel like there's more and it's also I mean New York is a hard place to do stuff in um that's true too. like that's true. just kind of like not only like resources um, in terms of money or space, but also like people's attention. Like the organization um, of it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, everyone's always like, everyone's working so much here and hustling that like asking them to like sit and watch something for 30 minutes is actually kind of a hard thing. You think? I think it can be difficult to get. Yeah. You're saying specifically here? Yeah. Um, but, I mean, this is also all I kind of know. I haven't. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry you feel like that. I hate that. I want more people to come and watch performance. Yeah. But, no, but that's why <laughs> That's why we just have to, like, take it to the streets. Take it to the streets. And people keep saying, Cipher. like, like I've described the hand shoe pumps. And they're like, oh, like a flash mob. Oh, my God, I love that. And I'm like, oh. yeah, like a fucking flash mob. Like, yeah. Because, like... That's cool. I talk about flash mobs in my episode with Niall. Remember when flash mobs was like act- like mm-hmm. a thing in like 2011? Mm. Gentle minions. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you would love this. Mm. Gentle so minions. This- yeah, actually, when we were out, we met some of them. Um, <laughs> what? Last week. Um, Wait. There's this TikTok craze right now oh called Gentle Minions. Where, like, a bunch of people, usually teenage boys, dress up in suits and they go to the Minions movie. So, so like, the TikTok is, like, 20 little boys <gasps> wearing suits and they're all, like, going down the escalator with their hands oh, like this. Oh, my And it plays God. to this song that's, like, a Minion song. <laughs> oh, my God. That is beautiful. Yes. What a performance. I love that. I think it does a really good, like, I love, what I love about it, too, is that it's, like, it's something that you, you know, you're seeing it online for the most part, or, like, on TikTok, on your phone, but this is actually an actual happening that is happening at, like, a suburban movie theater in Iowa. Cinema 23, yeah. You know, like, it's It's so, yeah. It's not, like, happening in someone's room. Like, it's, like, they're actually going out into the world in their, like, suburban towns. I love, like, large groups of organized, like, uniform synchronicity sequences. Mm -hmm. All of these names. You're going to have to scroll after this. Scroll? I'll show you some. Oh, my God. Scroll. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess, so, to conclude, uh, I'm excited, you know, considering... Like, everything that we've been talking about, I'm excited for our laborious rehearsals. Isabel and I are going to perform this October mm-hmm. um, 20th and 21st. Something like that, yeah. At Pageant Space in East Williamsburg. So, if this podcast is out, please come join us. <laughs> um, I'm excited to do this process. I think that you and I are, like... We're like vibrating in a frequency that I think we're going to be able to Mm. simply arrive to like what we want. I think so too. Yeah. And I really fucking love our idea. We're going to go off the record now because we actually have to talk about those details. Yeah, we do. Any last comments or forever hold your peace? 
Um, no, I guess like I was thinking like this idea of like after being so after feeling so incredibly visible from these performances, like having this like desire to like go underground or like be kind of like with like deactivating Instagram, whatever. But also this feeling of like anti, like just this feeling of like, like, yeah, maybe that's like what I'm feeling for the future. I'm like trying to re-understand what does it mean to be like an artist and a creative person um, when, you know, we're all performing through our avatars mm. and like, like, you know, like where does that, cause I, I don't think it's not going to, be about like rejecting that but it's mm -hmm. like how to like toggle back Integrate. and forth and like how to complicate it or something like mm -hmm. how to make it more interesting because I don't want to just like there's like this flattening effect that happens. I feel like has happened and I just um maybe that's kind of what I'm interested in right now like how can I utilize these tools of connection to like actually build connections but then yeah. um but not have them drain me right. or something. Right. What did my friend say? There's like this like quote. He was quoting something that's like quoted, quoted often, but it's like we made the world the way it is and we could yeah. have just as easily made it a different way. Yeah. And yeah, I guess totally. like there's like maybe this interest with like, like when you are doing movement stuff, it reminds you of that. Like, yeah. oh, this isn't actually as solid or as like set in stone as I thought. Yeah. Like, I don't have to wear these pumps on my fucking feet. Yeah. I can wear them on my damn hands. <laughs> How has it been without Instagram so far? Um, the only thing I noticed today is in two weeks. But um, I noticed that I don't think, like, I'm using less of, my brain isn't thinking about it anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's reminding me of, or, like, walking here today, I thought of, like, going to a social event that I'm going to later and like oh like are there going to be Instagram photos taken and yeah. then I was like oh I don't have to worry about it because I'm not on there so it's like wow. kind of like alleviating alleviating wow um but yeah I mean like nothing amazing has happened but you seem calmer yeah I guess I'm just I'm trying to figure out like I it's not really making it's making me feel more connected mm -hmm. it has made me feel more connected which I think was really essential yeah moving back to New York like also post pandemic post lockdown like of course. um just like having connections and like you know, I think being it able is to do for shows. that it so is and so like I feel I'm, I'm at this zone right now where I'm like okay like I can chill for a sec and like I don't yeah. need to depend on it in that way as much um but it is really for that. I, I, I feel like if we remember that it's for connectivity versus promotion, mm -hmm. it would be so much fluider. It would be so much chiller. Because it is about being It's supposed to be that. People, yeah. yeah, like I feel like... Uh, I, I feel like Instagram is kind of like driving a stick shift car. It's like if you don't dominate the car like it won't work or it will crash like mm -hmm. you need you know like yeah you have to know how to fucking drive it yeah because if not you're screwed and i i often feel like that like if i ever you know find myself having like internet anxiety i'm just like hold up first of all it's fake that's actually a great and second um, of all it's like yeah like I'm i don't gonna... think it's fake but 
I do like I do like the idea of like like you have to kind of dominate, dominate it. it or else. Not that it's or, fake, or like, like but it's an like extension of reality. Or like go full out or something. I don't know. Go big or go home. Yeah. yeah, like it's definitely like not not fake as in I mean, girl, we could we could argue the level of fakeness. I I mean there's a bunch of people that are like not what they seem to be on the internet, right? And I think it's like the objective is to integrate like your real persona, your real life persona with your internet, like to make it as seamless as possible. But, you know, for some reason, people really take advantage of like this, this curation of an avatar. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think it's not, not that it's fake, but I just think that it's, it's, it, you have the opportunity to edit it. Mm -hmm. And so therefore it's not reality. It's not realistic. It's a mirror world. They're building it's a, a mirror, mirror world. world. <laughs> I hope that you come on back on it soon. Yeah, like, where's my Laguki? Laguki. Um, but that's good that you're taking some time off. I think that's super yeah. badass and important. And I, we shouldn't. Yeah. Cool. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I'm like, third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. <laughs> for real. The, I feel like I was listening to the last two and so crazy how six months can vary like we just sound so chaotic <laughs> oh my god both of our lives <laughs> jesus Woo, six months can really make a difference thank god um okay ttyl we are the d word is sponsored by secretary of state